listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. Another beautiful day. Thank you. Another beautiful day here at Our Lady's Shrine. Um, praise God. Tomorrow we have the famous Padre Pio Day here. So I don't know if any of you will be here, but usually it's kind of an Italian theme. And St. Padre Pio is this formally declared the official spiritual father of the organization here, the Blue Army, the World Apostle of Fatima. Our founder, John Haffert, knew him, would go over and, and get advice from him and serve. We have pictures of him serving Master Padre Pio. Padre Pio had made a commitment that uh, anyone who joins the Blue Army the World Apostle of Fatima, I will become the spiritual father. I will spiritually adopt. So uh, yeah, check our website if you want to get the pledge and sign it and join. And uh, we have multiple statues of Padre Pio all over the shrine here. <laughs> so not only did he bilocate, his statues bilocate as well. <laughs> and uh, we love him. And of course, me being a Franciscan priest, you know, I, every day asking his intercession for the ministry here and for the confessions and everything. Um, and I want to acknowledge that tomorrow in the church is the Feast of St. Monica. And Sunday, if it wasn't a Sunday, it would have been this Feast of St. Augustine. So St. Monica, St. Augustine, the, the, the famous um, double header there, you know, for these beautiful saints. And uh, I want to make reference to that at the end of my homily. Um, so we have this famous story of the wedding, the groom coming, but he's delayed. And you've got the 10 young ladies with the, their lamps, the five wise and five foolish. And the theme of wisdom versus foolishness is talked about in St. Paul in the first reading. Isn't it beautiful how Mother Church puts together the readings for us? You know, the, the different passages of the Bible, of God's word, and how they come together. And so it suggests the topic, what is the difference between being wise versus being foolish? What, what can we say about that? The wise were prepared. The foolish were unprepared. The wise were ready. The metaphor of a lamp with oil, with extra oil just in case. And the foolish uh, did not have enough and their lamps were going out. So all of this really is a marvelous prayer image for us. And uh, the takeaway is actually kind of simple. And um, I love that, you know. 
that uh, it's a reference to being ready for the moment of your death when Jesus, who as God is the groom, wants to wed his people, the church, the bride, and each one of us. We don't know the hour of our death, so we live each day as if, huh? To, to live a spirituality of being alert, being ready, being prepared. It's not just for Boy Scouts, okay? <laughs> Be prepared. And I'll tell you that oil that uh, stands as fuel for the flame is uh, symbolic of something that you can't borrow from other people. The oil has to do with the really the fruit of your own prayer. So giving time to prayer is so important. Foolish people don't pray. Wise people pray. Giving time to prayer. You know, there's only so many hours in each day, right? How many of those minutes are being given to God? You know, and that's a choice, right? That's a choice for each one of us to choose to pray. Um, and in praying, we receive the oil that will keep that lamp burning bright so that we will be ready when the Lord comes. And I'll tell you, um, some of the most profound experiences I've had of prayer has been praying with people as they're dying. I've been privileged to, to be in that position for a number of my family members and um, sometimes getting calls to, to come. And when you're praying with somebody who really has been struggling to be faithful, there, there's you know a sense of vigil. They call the holy vigil. You're waiting for the person to die. And in those moments, uh, there are prayers that the, that the church, we have a prayer that the priest carries that has praise, prayers to pray with the dying. And then there's prayers to pray after somebody's died. And I'll tell you the thing that is so incredibly powerful is reading this gospel and praying this thing about the vigil, waiting for the arrival of the bridegroom when you're at the side of somebody who's literally doing that as they're preparing to die. So powerful, so profound. And um, certainly there's always the possibility of a deathbed conversion where somebody does like Dismiss the good thief, right? At the very his last act of thievery, he stole heaven. You know, he he gets a conversion right before he dies, and that's always a possibility. We know the Lord in His love and His mercy is always um, reaching out to the person up until the moment of death. Um, Saint Faustina in her diary has a beautiful meditation on the three calls that God will call out to the soul three times before they die: an offer of forgiveness, the offer of mercy. Um, but some people will reject that offer. And they stand as the foolish people who have no oil. The lamp is out. They're in darkness. There's no light. And so um, this story really is a little bit of a sober reminder from the Lord to, to live lives of you know readiness, preparedness, um, to have the oil for the lamp, and to um, which means giving time for prayer. You know, so we're here, aren't we? It's a, it's not even a Sunday, and we're here at mass. So. Um, but there probably is a big crisis of prayer in today's culture. So many people who either don't pray or just really pray very minimally, you know, and what the Lord is inviting us to is something much deeper to spend time with him. Time spent with the Lord is never time wasted. Could we say the same thing of others situations? No, <laughs> you know, but time spent with the Lord is never time wasted. Okay. So to conclude, let's just take a quick look at St. Monica and St. Augustine. Since, you know, St. Augustine, it's Sunday, so we won't be celebrating him. And then tomorrow, Padre Pio Day. But um, we know the story, right? St. Monica prayed for her son, Augustine. How long? It was several decades, okay? A long time that she prayed for him. And I think it's ironic and hilarious that the church has put the two feast days next to each other, you know? And so St. Augustine has this massive conversion. He credits the persistent prayers of his mother, 
giving him the grace to have his conversion, ends up becoming a bishop and perhaps the greatest theologian in the history of Christianity. Sorry, all you Thomas Aquinas fans. <laughs> St. Augustine is quoted in the Catechism more than any other author. And of course, there's room for a lot of theologians, but St. Augustine, just amazing. And so often the story of St. Monica and St. Augustine is told in such a way that you highlight the fact that the, the love and prayers of the mother brought so much grace to the son and how St. Augustine for all eternity owes a debt of gratitude to his mom, right? Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for persisting. Thank you for not giving up on me. You know, like, um, what does it say in the book of the prophet Isaiah? God counts every tear that we shed. You know, like she's got a big jar of tears that she shed for her son, Augustine. And that's the normal way that the story gets told. But I would also like to highlight another aspect of the story. And that is St. Augustine not being converted did something wonderful for her. So for all eternity, maybe she gives thanks to God for her son, Augustine, that because of his situation, she had the opportunity to be to pray. And you wonder, would she have become Saint Monica had she not had to pray for all those years for her son? So it's both and, huh? Saint Augustine spends eternity thanking God for his mother, uh, Monica. Saint Monica spends all of eternity thanking God for her son, Augustine. Uh, it's like the, the two hands together, huh? And so where, wherever we might be in there, maybe we need some prayers. <laughs> maybe we've got some converting we need to do. Or maybe we've got people in our lives we need to pray for. Either way, it is prayer that fills the lamp with oil, and it's the oil that feeds the flame that gives us light to show us the way through the darkness. Amen. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.